Cause I don't wanna lose a game no more, hell nah. I just wanna rip it till the wheels fall off. Score me, score me a touchdown. Line them up and knock them down. Two more, let's go. Cause I ain't never won like this before. Don't wanna think about Seco or starting 0 and 3. Don't wanna watch my player get vultured, then start holding his knee. So make them line up strong. Week one is finally here. And if I'm ever gonna move up the standings, I'ma need some fantasy classes. Cause I don't wanna see the truth. The Langstons keep on winning it all with some new teams. Yeah, I'm going to need some fantasy classes if I'm going to make it through to the playoffs. Welcome in <laughs> to the Showtime Fantasy Football Podcast. It is week Showtime. one. This is your host from sunny Phoenix, Arizona, where it was 107 degrees all day today. And I would like to welcome in my co-host from Rogers, Arkansas, Trayton Bins. Welcome in, brother. Howdy, brother. We are less than 24 hours from NFL football fantasy points being scored. Can you believe it? That's right. It is week one. Far few things can top the excitement of the return of the National Football League, except, of course, the return of the churro shake at Sonic. <laughs> Not a it sponsor. It is borderline erotic. All right. Let's get into what you guys are going to be listening to today on today's episode. We are previewing week one. We're going to go over the waiver wire. You're going to get a trade review. Maybe, probably not. You're going to get some season bold predictions from the Showtime Langstons. And then we're going to tell you who's going to win every division, what NFL teams are going to make the playoffs, and who is winning the Super Bowl. We guarantee it. Get out your betting apps because you're putting some futures on this one, baby. All right. Let's hop into... First of all, actually, I wanted to ask you, what are your plans for watching not only the Thursday night game, but this weekend's first glorious slate? So I guess Cassidy is coming over to our house for Whoa. dinner and Jaden is making her dinner. Whoa. So I am going over to Luke's house and we're going to watch the Bills game tomorrow. Uh, and then you that, Sunday... Cassidy is going over to Trey and Jaden's and Jaden's going to make dinner and have a girl's night while the boys watch football. Do you feel left out? Uh, that sucks. Uh, anyways, what were you saying? And then Sunday, I'll probably honestly go down to Fayetteville again and probably go to Luke's or, I mean, everyone can come to my house too. We'll have to figure it out, but definitely know I'm meeting my fitness pals on Sunday because first – red zone of the year seven hours of commercial free football um sorry diet yeah uh lauren is heading out of town this weekend so i have a 72 hour date with a couch and a doordash app <laughs> um <laughs> so all right let's talk about the games that we will be consuming before we get into the week one preview we're going to talk about the week Wire because we had our first 
rehab bid of the 2021 season here in the Lions Girls Fantasy League. Let's take you back to last Thursday where we had I Hopkins, which I believe is canon, going away from Field of Breeze this year. Uh, Drew Breeze did retire, so he's finally giving up his uh, classic trusty name here. We'll see if that keeps him out of the playoffs. Uh, Cannon drops Tyler Algier, the promising Atlanta rookie, running back to pick up Damian Williams, another Atlanta running back. I guess he probably saw some Atlanta beat writers speculating on who's going to get more touches, and he just figured Algier is probably a bag of chips at this point. So Algier to the waiver wire. Um, wide receiver you, Josh Belford, picks up the Tennessee Titans defense with that juicy matchup home against Daniel Jones. Bound to fumble a few times in that game. Josh also dropped Chase Claypool, picking up Harrison Butker. Uh, he can no longer keep a kicker off of his roster, so he picks up the Chiefs kicker. And let's see. I also picked up a kicker in defense. Uh, the two players I decided weren't worth rostering through the first week of football were Jarek McKinnon and J.D. McKissick, two PPR deep league guys. <laughs> Uh, big shocker there. They didn't make the week one uh, white shirt roster. And then Silence of the Lambs, which I believe is you. Uh, you dropped Isaiah Pacheco and pick up Daniel Carlson, one of the more accurate kickers in the National Football League. Uh, we had Cannon uh, picking up Josh's leftovers, spending a dollar of fab on Chasery Claypool, Mapletron, as he drops Damian Williams back to hey, waivers. Wait, one. One sec, one sec. No, other bids. Yeah, not really sure what he was thinking there. Uh, just kind of tossing a dollar into the nether there. Um, and then he immediately <laughs> dropped Chase Claypool about four hours later uh, to pick up Zamir White. Um, I'm not really sure what he wants Sequeer for. Uh, and then he dropped Zamir uh, less than 24 hours later. So Cannon really trying to lead the league in transactions this year um, <laughs> as he picks up Brian Robinson on the report that he was off crutches after getting shot. Um, so yeah, Cannon really trying to figure out what to do with that 16th roster spot. It's, it's torturing him. Yeah. So look for Brian Robinson to be on waivers after week <laughs> one. So yeah, that's the waiver wire. Like I said, next week's waiver wire should be a lot juicier than this one. We'll have some guys that are going to be bid on some money, being spent but for now people are just making these last minute ad drops trying to figure out what they want going into the season so that is your waiver wire segment and up next we have everyone's favorite segment yeah we talked about beforehand that there's no trades i'm not sure why you're cueing me here <laughs> well you know people get excited about the possibility of the drop so we we, we have to yeah. we have to you know let them have it so all right. No trade review this week. Sorry. You guys are going to have to send out some trade offers if you want to hear the drop, but we are just going to get right into it. It's week one, baby. Let's get into the preview. Let's start breaking down some of these matchups. We have Cannon versus Andrew. That is week, a juicy week one matchup here. We've got Suck My Ditka versus I Hopkins. Oh, God. I pulled up the score for it, and there's an ad from ESPN. So, uh, you know, we're going to wait 20 seconds here before we can see. <laughs> <that>. <laughs> uh, 
Um, anyways, um, Trey, do you want to start breaking down this matchup? Yes. Uh, Cannon versus Andrew. Yeah. Yeah. So for you uh, people who put weight into the ESPN predictions, I believe Cannon has the highest projected week one total um, at roughly 121. Um, sorry, my my website is loaded. <laughs> All right, I haven't pulled up on the app, so let me go ahead and get into okay. the matchups here. Suck my didka. Andrew has Russell Wilson on Monday Night Football traveling back to Seattle, the revenge game. This game could easily come down to how Russell Wilson performs on Monday Night Football. At running back, he's got his trusty pair of Joe Mixon and DeAndre Swift, his first two picks of the draft. Wide receiver, he's got Michael Pittman taking on a porous Texan secondary. And in that same game, Brandon Cooks at home in what should be a game where the Houston Texans have to throw. So should, should see some nice fantasy production there from the wide receiver spots. Dalton, the Schultz out, is going to be on a Sunday night football. So a couple of nice prime timers here for Andrew. In that same game, he's got Zeke. So two Cowboys, we'll see if that's a good thing or a bad thing. Uh, the Tampa Bay defense is supposed to be pretty good, and they're healthy right now. So um, not sure if that's a good matchup there for Andrew. Uh, at defense, he is rolling out the Ravens, taking on Joe Flacco, and he also has the Ravens kicker. So um, looking over at Cannon's side, he's got Patrick Mahomes and Travis Kelsey, the stack coming out to sunny Phoenix, Arizona, where they're going to be taking on the Arizona Cardinals. Christian McCaffrey, the number one pick in the draft. Sorry, Luke. At home against Cleveland, that Baker Mayfield revenge game. Monty is home. Opportunity taking on the 49ers. Uh, Devontae Adams and Mike Williams are playing each other in that Raiders at Chargers game. And then at flex, Cannon is rolling out. Miles Sanders in Detroit. I believe the Eagles are favored in that game, so they should be running the ball and should score a couple of touchdowns at least. We'll see if Miles Sanders can get into the end zone for the first time since the year before last, because last year he scored no touchdowns. Um, and then he is rolling out the Niners defense against Chicago. So it could be a double whammy here for Andrew if the Bears suck. Um, I am going to go with – drum roll – Captain Colonel here. I just think he has the better all-around roster. Uh, I think Mahomes has a pretty big game in Arizona. Could throw a couple of touchdowns to Travis Kelsey. Christian McCaffrey is healthy for now, and we know that when Christian is healthy, he's the best player in fantasy. And, uh, yeah, I just like Cannon to pull this one out. I don't think Russell Wilson – I think Russell Wilson probably needs like 40 going into Monday night, and I think he gets 25 to 30. So I'm going to go with Cannon in this one. Do you see any, any uh, potential dumbass plays in this matchup? Um, not really on Cannon's side. I think his best two bench players are either suspended or waiting on their quarterback to get out of prison. And then on Andrew's side, I mean, honestly, not really. I think they both have their best lineup out there. Yeah, ESPN gives Cannon the position, the positional advantage at everything but RB2 and flex. And I would have to agree, but I do think that his RB2 with Montgomery and Flex with Sanders are pretty weak. Um, 
but I'm, I'm really not a believer in Zeke. I think Zeke is a potential dumbass play of the week. Uh, <laughs> if he doesn't find the end zone, you're probably looking at four to five points from Zeke. So I will also go with Cannon in a not as high scoring as the experts are expecting, but I'll go uh, 110 to 108 Cannon. All right. Do you want to break down our next irrelevant matchup of the week? Yes. Next irrelevant matchup of the week is going to be Josh versus Max. Um, ESPN projections have Josh as a 2.6 point favorite. Um, taking a look at Josh's team, he's got his stack, Josh Allen and Stefan Diggs, opening up tomorrow night against the Rams. Should get off to a pretty good start. Uh, we could see Jalen Ramsey on Diggs quite a bit, so I'm not sure if Diggs is going to have the biggest game, but Allen should be great in that opening night fireworks matchup against the Rams. Uh, looking at quarterback for Max, he's got Hurts against Detroit. Detroit's defense should be improved, but overall they're not going to be great, so I think I'd prefer Hurts this week over Allen. Uh, looking at running back, Josh is going with Akers and Penny. Uh, Penny should start out the year with a really good workload since Ken Walker is still hurt, but Akers has a very questionable workload since he's been hurt in training camp and Daryl Henderson should, should work in there. And that's also against the bills. So not really feeling cam Akers there while, uh, max at running back is going with Aaron Jones and ETN, uh, ETN should have pretty good volume with James Robinson working his way back from the Achilles. So I'll definitely give Max the edge at running back overall. But, uh, you know, Josh started wide receiver, wide receiver, only team to do that in the draft with Jamar Chase and Jamar Chase and Diggs. So that's going to be pretty potent. Um, granted, Max also went first round wide receiver with Justin Jefferson, but he's starting Hunter Renfro. At wide receiver two, I'm not sure. I guess he's like scared Waddle. that Waddle's not going to play. Um, Waddle's been questionable. But, you know, if Waddle suits up, I bet he will find the lineup over Renfro. Um, so interesting play right in, as of right now for Max, but maybe Waddle will suit up and get in there. And then looking at tight end, Kittle did find the injury report as usual. Um, but if he does play, he could have a nice game against Chicago for Josh. And then for Max, he got Goddard on the stack with Hertz. So another interesting note is Max is starting JK Dobbins at the flex currently questionable to play. Really not sure what his workload's going to look like. Other options that Max could put in there are Waddle if he plays and Rashad Bateman and even Ramondre Stevenson potentially. So, uh, looking at this matchup, I really don't love either of these teams this week. I think it's going to be a pretty low-scoring game. Um, if Waddle plays and plays uh, a full snap share, I think I'm going to give uh, Max the edge here. I just don't love some no of Josh's conditional match. picks. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to go with Max. Uh, just Josh has some tough matchups, and really not sure what to expect from guys that uh, out of guys like Cam Akers and Kittle on the injury report. So. I'm going to go with Max. I'm going to go with the ugly duckling here. Yeah, I kind of like Belford to take this one down. Um, Josh just had a birthday, uh, just got engaged. You know, he's just kind of riding high on life right now. I don't think anything is going to bring him down. And I think um, he's going to ride the Buffalo Bills stack of Allen and Diggs through this one uh, week while Max has some guys banged up. 
And yeah, I think, you know, I don't know how Josh's season is going to fare overall, but I like him to uh, start one and zero. So I'm going to go with Joshy Belford. All right. Looking at our last irrelevant matchup of the week, we have circle the wagons taking on the matchup King. That's right. Luke versus Cole. Oh, Kelly boys here. Looking at Luke's side, he's got Joey Burrow taking on the Pittsburgh Steelers fresh off of that Super Bowl appearance. Jonathan Taylor, best running back in the NFL last year at Houston. Terrible defense there. That's going to be barbecue chicken. Give me, give me free points there at Luke's RB1 position. Javante Williams at Seattle on Monday night. He's got Keenan Allen and Gabe Davis, freshly acquired Gabe Davis on Thursday Night Football. Luke is going to be looking to get off to a hot start behind at least one touchdown from Gabe Davis. And then Mark Squandrews in the tight end position, taking on the Jets. That should be pretty, pretty good there for Luke. Um, Hollywood Brown makes an appearance at the flex with Yonder Hopkins on the bench. And then he's got the Saints defense taking on Marcus Mariota and the Falcons. Looking over at Cole's side, Lamar Jackson. That's interesting. He's got uh, Lamar, and then he's taking on Andrews. So Luke's definitely going to be rooting for Andrews to catch all Lamar's touchdowns and no rushing touchdowns there for Jackson. Um, and then he's got Eckler and Chubb uh, at running back. A.J. Brown taking on the Lions. Uh, and then... Terry McLaurin at wide receiver two home against the Jags. That might be easily the least intriguing game of the week. The commanders versus the Jaguars. I, uh, you know, <laughs> it's week one and I will be uh, watching any football that's on, but I would not complain if red zone doesn't flip to that game super often. Um, <laughs> looking at tight end for Cole, he's rolling out TJ Hawkinson. Um, so you know, he, he's going to look for some pass volume in that Detroit-Philly game. He's hoping that's a shootout. And then also on Thursday night, this is interesting. We've got two wide receiver twos going against each other. Gabe Davis versus Allen Robinson. Who will catch those touchdowns? Is it going to be a shootout? Is Allen Robinson washed? All of these questions and more will be answered tomorrow night. And then he's got the Philly defense in Detroit. I don't know how I feel about that matchup. Philly should have a pretty solid defense, but I think Detroit's offense is on the rise. Um yeah, I mean, looking at these two teams, I think they match up pretty similarly. Um, they're pretty well-balanced overall. Nothing huge sticks out weaknesses-wise. I think the reason I'm going to go with Luke here is because he has the decisive advantage at tight end with Mark Andrews over TJ Hawkinson, and I don't really see any decisive advantages for Cole. Um, so I'm going to go with Lucas Rapert in this one. I'm going to say he wins 123-109. to 109. Yeah, and I'm going to go on the other side. I'm going to go with Cole. I think Lamar Jackson could have a huge game against the Jets, and I just don't think Mark Andrews is going to be that guy that catches two touchdowns. I think he might catch one, but Lamar will probably score three with a bunch of rushing yards, and he has a blow-up game. So I'm going to go with Cole in this one, uh, 110 to 106. All right. We'll see. And now we will take a look at our showtime matchups of the week presented by dynamic discs all right looking at our first showtime matchup we've got i shot brian robinson jeremiah against white shirt sportsbook self ty langston 
Um, the experts have this one at Jerry with a five point advantage and a lot of the positional advantages as well. So let's go ahead and dive in. Uh, quarterback, we've got Brady for you uh, on Sunday night against your beloved Cowboys with a fake fan conundrum. And Jerry's got Kyler Murray at home against the Cardinals with no DeAndre Hopkins. Against Definitely the like Cardinals. Brady in that. <laughs> <laughs> against the Chiefs. Sorry. <laughs> Definitely like Brady uh, of those two. I just think um, the Cowboys secondary can can be had by this receiving core for the Bucks, and not really sure what to expect out of Kyler without Hopkins. Looking at running back, you've got your dynamic duo of Najee Harris and Alvin Kamara while Jerry's rolling out Derrick Henry and Leonard Fournette. So big key in this matchup could be do the Bucks score on the ground with Lenny or through the air with Tom Brady for you. Um, Najee Harris is, uh, I don't really have, I don't know why it's not showing me who they're playing he's, on he's here. He's taking but, on the uh, Bengals. Okay. Uh, taking on the Bengals here with Najee Harris and Kamara's taking on the Falcons. So, uh, you know, I would expect Kamara to have a huge game. Harris should be pretty good. Uh, Derrick Henry is facing the Giants. I know that. So that's going to be pretty tough for you. Henry could have a monster outing, but I'll, I'll still go give Burks. you the edge at running. What? I said, let's go Burks. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I'll give you the edge at running back because I really like Kamara this week. Uh, looking at wide receiver, he's got Debo against the Bears and T. Higgins against the Steelers. And you've got Tyreek Hill uh, against the Patriots and DJ Moore against the Browns. So pretty even uh, a wide receiver matchup here. I think that's going to be a bit of a wash. And then tight end, you've got the advantage with Waller uh, going against the Chargers while he's got Ertz on a stack with Murray. I could see Ertz being pretty good with no Hopkins against the Chiefs in that shootout. Uh, but I'll still give you the, the edge there. I think Waller probably catches a touchdown. And then at the flex, you are going with Amon Ra. Uh, as there's some questions about Godwin's snap count coming off the uh, I don't know ACL if I'm going with Amon Ra, but uh, we'll see. Uh, well, you've got him in right now. So <laughs> ARSB, <laughs> Amon Ra St. Brown, uh, Sun God, Sun God, Jerry's darling from last year's playoff run in at the flex. And Jerry's going with Antonio Gibson, who has found a resurgence in value after he shot Brian Robinson. I definitely think Gibson could have a really good week at home <laughs> against the Jags. I just feel like the Jags defense isn't that improved. So I think Jerry's got advantage at flex. So I really see this game could go back and forth. I don't see a huge advantage on either side. Um, but, you know, I think, I had Jerry making the playoffs and you in the Sacco. So I think it's just going to start week one with a little heartbreaker for you. I'm going with Jerry, uh, 115 to 90. I love how you like go down the list and t say, I have the advantage at like every position and then pick Jerry. <laughs> <laughs> um, let me tell you where I'm going to win this game. It's going to come down to, the third phase of the game we know as football, it's going to come down to the special teams. Matt Prater, Kyler Murray will continue to struggle in the red zone for Jerry and out trots Matt Prater, who's going to score 15 <laughs> fantasy points, field goal after field goal after field goal after field goal. And I'm going to put in the group text, stall, 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 just to mess with Jerry. He's also going to get his karma, his comeuppance for shooting Brian Robinson. What an asshole. 
Um, and yeah, no, I just, I feel really good about my team this week. I have no worries of losing to Jerry. Um, I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm not worried about it. Uh, me in a landslide. So, all right. Looking at our last showtime matchup of the week here, we have you versus will. We're going to look at the matchups here. Daddy versus silence of the lambs here. Um, at quarterback, we've got Justin Gibbett taking on Trey Lance. Trey Lance, really his first full-time season as a starting quarterback. Could see some Jimmy G in this game, though, so uh, not <laughs> a little nervous. <laughs> I'd probably start Stafford, but uh, we'll get to that in the dumbass play of the week segment. Um, looking at running back here, uh, I'd definitely take your – pairing of Dalvin Cook and James Conner both at home against the Packers and the Chiefs respectively uh, over Saquon who you know Saquon should get plenty of volume but I don't really like that matchup in Tennessee it just feels like they're going to get blown out and running backs tend not to perform well when their team is getting blown out and then AJ Dillon um, you know AJ Dillon's a talented player but without an Aaron Jones injury I just don't know how what the volume is going to be for him so I don't love him at the RB2. I would rather see him at a flex position. Uh, looking at wide receiver for Will, he's got Cooper Cup, last year's breakout star, number one wide receiver on Thursday night football. Oh my God, Tredavious White is missing that game. I know you are terrified of what Cooper Cup is going to do to you tomorrow night on NBC <laughs> 520 Arizona time. Cooper Cup going for 100 yards and a TD at the minimum. Mike Evans with Chris Godwin still out could catch two touchdowns. Cole Komet is a target monster looking to get double digit catches in that game as he catches the San Francisco 49ers from behind. And then Cortland Sutton, the new DK Metcalf is sure to have a breakout performance on Monday night football in Seattle. Looking at your side, CD lamb with the departure of Amari Cooper and Michael Gallup still recovering from that knee injury. CD lamb should soak up so many targets in that Sunday night primetime football game against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers last year. The Buccaneers also opened against the Cowboys. That game was a fantasy bonanza. So you're hoping for a similar theme here in week one of 2022. Michael Thomas, the reports are he will be playing, suiting up for the Saints on Sunday. They are taking on the Falcons in what should be a barbecue chicken matchup for the Saints. Um, the only worry for you there would be that they go up early and don't need to throw, and they use that as an opportunity to give Thomas some more rest. Um, looks like you are... Going with Kyle Pitts at tight end, which is good because you don't have any other tight ends and you drafted him pretty early. So uh, Kyle Pitts <laughs> Kyle Pitts is a pretty good fantasy tight end, entering his second year, uber talented, and their defense is terrible. So um, they're going to have to throw. Kyle Pitts should be getting open. Um, he should command a lot of targets. It's about does he convert? Does he get in the end zone? And, you know, is Atlanta going to score any points, really? Um, and can they keep it close enough where they don't bench everybody? At Flex, interesting decision here as you have decided to bench your sixth-round trade-up darling, Jerry Judy, for Clyde, the Glide, Edwards, Alaire. Talk to me about that decision real quick. Uh, the decision is not final, but my main thought is, since he's starting Corlin Sutton, if I started Judy and Sutton happened to like catch a touchdown and Judy didn't, then that would just be uh, double devastating. And 
I do really like Clyde. I think the biggest concern about Clyde is can he hold up and will he lose his job? So like week one, I'm pretty secure in Clyde getting 17 to 18 touches and a good offense. So I'd rather just kind of wait and see with Judy and hopefully Clyde can find the end zone. Yeah, that's bound to be a choose poorly. Um, <laughs> Judy, Pierce, or Lazard, probably all three will outscore Clyde uh, with your luck. So uh, looking at the defensive matchups here, he has got Cleveland taking on Carolina. Miles Garrett is going to feast on that offensive line. And then you have Denver in Seattle taking on probably the worst quarterback in the NFL, Geno Smith. Um, so I like that matchup there for you. Denver should have a pretty good defense this year. As I look over both of these teams, I, you know, it's hard. It's a hard pick here. I think I am going to roll with William McCombs gets off to a 1-0 start. Herbert goes for 40 fantasy points. A.J. Dillon finds the end zone twice. Cooper Cup goes for 100 yards and a touchdown. And Cole Komet has a boom first week. All of your guys disappoint, and you lose by 40 points. <laughs> and I'm going to go with myself. I think that... Uh, he's going to have a double whammy as Trey Lance scores 40 points against the Bears. All right, and that leads us to the dumbass play of the week presented by Sonic. This is a segment I've been doing for a couple years now. Basically, I look through all the matchups, and I look for who is going to be making the biggest dumbass decision. at. It's usually the flex position, but sometimes RB2 and sometimes quarterback. Um, week one is a little hard to pick a dumbass play because everyone's basically starting who they drafted the highest, but you know, it's still our league. So plenty of dumbass decisions to pick from here. I'm flipping through the matchups and I'm actually going to go with my own game here as Jeremiah Ojeda has decided to roll out Antonio Bumson ninth round fodder that we all just let fall all the way to the end of the draft. He's garbage. He's trash. He's washed and he is starting him over the likes of Joshua Jacobs, Deontay Johnson, and Juju Smith-Schuster. I think that's a pretty dumbass decision, and uh, I'm not worried at all in the slightest. I think Antonio Gibson will probably fumble, maybe get hurt, definitely not scoring any touchdowns. So pretty dumbass play there by Jerry, but I'm not going to complain about it. But, yeah, that's your dumbass play of the week. And now we are moving on to our bold predictions. That's right. Me and Trey are going to go through a couple of bold predictions for fantasy football this year i brought five i don't know how many you brought but we're just going to kind of go back and forth here through some of our bold predictions i will start as you guys have seen i've been taking a lot of cole Komet in other leagues i just you know i think he's going to be really good so i've decided my bold prediction this year is cole Komet will finish as a top three tight end that's right top three whether that be with kelsey and andrews one of them gets hurt and it's with Pitts. cole Komet just stays healthy and finishes as a top three tight end soaks up so many targets and yards it's just going to be about does he get those touchdowns but i really like cole Komet. thinks he takes that next step and they just have no one else to throw to so cole Komet, top three fantasy tight end well, Will, Will will love to hear that. Uh, it definitely looked good in the preseason. I like that one. Um, I'll start my list off here with a top three. A, 
AJ Brown finishes as a top three wide receiver <laughs> in his first fully healthy season. Fly Eagles fly. All right. Well, I was going to save this one for later, but uh, that kind of gives me a perfect segue to my next prediction, which is <laughs> Marquez Valdez Scantling will outscore AJ Brown in fantasy this year. <laughs> Oh my gosh. Are you That's serious? Right. MVS leads the Chiefs in receiving yardage while AJ Brown disappoints in that garbage Philadelphia Eagles passing offense. And MVS will finish ahead of AJ Brown in fantasy. You heard it here first, ladies and gentlemen. All right. Well, <laughs> I'll go ahead and st- <laughs> I'll go ahead and stick with an Eagles one I have on my list. God, is all of and, your predictions about the Eagles? Stop trying to convince people you like them. Well, this is more of a fade the Eagles pick oh, here. Um, is it about Sanders? Can, can go ahead and listen up because my <laughs> Miles Sanders will be on waivers by week five of the fantasy football Ooh. season. Yeah, watch him be doing terrible and Cannon keeps him just so that doesn't come true. Um, <laughs> I, I don't. I don't hate that one. I do think uh, he would like, you'd have to, something really bad would have to happen for that, for Cannon to give up on him that early. Like it would almost have to be like he gets benched or he gets hurt. I don't know. That, I, I like the fade Sanders thing. I just don't know how he ends up on waivers by week five, but um, let's see. Moving on. My next one is also a running back bold prediction. James Robinson will outscore Travis Etienne in fantasy this year. I uh, I like it. I actually on my list I had Etienne starts less than half of the games for Max. Ooh, okay. So I feel like that's kind of similar. Yeah. Similar Fading vein. Etienne. Um, yeah. My next one. Jarvis Landry will finish as a top. 20 fantasy wide receiver <laughs> Jarvis Landry baby I'm all in coming back home to New Orleans uh yeah I don't know I just feel like he's he's gotten out of Cleveland everyone that leaves Cleveland just immediately does so much better Michael Thomas is banged up Olave's a rookie Jarvis got one more good year in him and I think he's just gonna work over the middle score some kind of quirky touchdowns and just find his way into the top 20. All right, we'll have to monitor that one throughout the year. Um, <laughs> my next one is uh, pretty good for Andrew if it happens. I've got DeAndre Swift totals 2,000 yards. Holy moly. That's, yeah, no, that's definitely, that's a bold prediction. <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm thinking like, like Jamal a, Williams like, would have to get hit by a bus for that to come true. Well, I'm I'm just thinking, you know, he plays 17 games, gets to like 1,200 rushing yards and 800 receiving yards. Is kind of my thought. All right. No, I mean, I don't. It's definitely. I think it's in the realm of possibility. I just think I really think Jamal Williams would have to like get shot. Um. All right. My last bold prediction: Rashad Penny. This would be good for Josh. Rashad Penny will stay healthy and finish in the top 10 at running back. Man, you could have just stopped at staying healthy and that would have been bold. <laughs> I don't know. I, I just feel like 
he has been good when healthy. If he stays healthy, why could he not finish in the top ten? They're not. They're gonna run the ball. Yeah. No, I, I do like that one. Um, you have any more? Yeah, I've actually got a few more. So I'll just kind of rapid fire them, and you okay. give me like your your initial reaction. So my next one is both Packers running backs finish as top ten running backs. I just don't know if that's possible. Yeah, I mean, I think it's based on them both playing 17 games and their total touchdowns being over 20, I would say. is It has to be like 10 touchdowns and 10 touchdowns each. It definitely um, could happen. I don't think that that's probably never happened before. Maybe like uh, that uh, D'Angelo Williams, Jonathan Stewart, Panthers backfield. I mean, we, we've seen even recent stretches where on a per-game basis, like Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt were both top 10. And I, if yeah. they just do that for a full season, that could easily happen. They definitely – they have the talent to do that. I will agree there. Yeah. All right. My next one is Saquon Barkley finishes as a top two fantasy running back. Dang. Hopefully that doesn't start uh, this week against you. <laughs> <laughs> True. Um, next one is – this one's pretty spicy. Debo Samuel finishes behind Brandon Ayuk in receiving yards and receiving touchdowns. Um, It's definitely like – it sounds crazy, but when you think about it, I think he actually outgained him in receiving towards the end of last year. So if Debo continues to do the kind of rushing he did last year, it's definitely something that could happen. Would I project that to happen? No, but it's not crazy. And that would be yeah, good. Not, Who not, the hell has Brandon Ayuk, by the way? Um, Jerry, maybe? That sounds right. Um, all right, I've got two more. You'll like this one. You'll like this one for sure. Tyreek Hill scores 12 plus touchdowns and remains a top five fantasy wide receiver. I mean, this is supposed to be the bold prediction segment, not the (laughs) locks. Well, I just, I feel like everyone is definitely fading him because of Tua, but he's still an elite player and the offense should be designed to get him the ball as much as possible. And I definitely think he has top five upside still. Dude, I I you might be on waivers. I literally cannot find. Oh no, Andrew has him. Okay. Um. All right. So that's those were your bull. Wait, predict- I've got one oh, more. Oh my god, I have <laughs> stuff to do. Hurry up. All right. Uh, <laughs> last one is last one is Stephon Diggs finishes outside the top ten wide receivers. I thought about doing like a Gabe Davis outscores Stephon Diggs one, but I just that's probably not going to happen. Um. All right. Those were your fantasy bold predictions from the Showtime Langston's. Now we're going to get into our NFL season-long predictions. Let's start off with some fantasy ones. We'll go position by position, back and forth. Who is your QB1 in fantasy for this season? Okay, so for each of these positions, I have my QB1, and then I also have a dark horse pick that I'm going to give. Um, Okay, I'll do the same thing. I didn't prepare that, but I can do it off the top of my head. Okay, QB1 is Josh Allen. I feel like it's pretty obvious this year. And then my dark horse is Jalen Hurts. QB1 for me, Josh Allen, dark horse, Jameis Winston. All right, uh, running back one, I've got Christian McCaffrey. 
Um, I think he stays healthy this year. And then Dark Horse, I've got Javante Williams. RB1, CMC, agree on the injury thing. Uh, Dark Horse to finish RB1, uh, J.K. Dobbins. All right. Uh, Wide receiver one, I'm going with Justin Jefferson to take the leap over Cooper Cup in that new Vikings offense. And my Dark Horse is Mike Williams of the Chargers. We must be twins or something. I also picked Justin Jefferson. I think uh, Cooper Cup's going to have another great year. And so will Jamar Chase. But JJ just seems like he's on that trajectory. And everything out of camp is just – he's been destroying people, and they just got Kevin O'Connell. So I think offense should be good there for targets, receptions, and touchdowns. My dark horse is DJ Moore. All right. And then tight end. Uh, I thought about going spicy and taking Pitts, who I really love, and obviously he's on my team, but I'm just going to take the chalk and go with Kelsey uh, to finish at tight end one again. And then my dark horse is Dalton Schultz. Tight end one, Kelsey, dark horse. Cole, commit. (laughs) All right, my DST one, I have the Dolphins defense. <laughs> I did not guess a DFT. <laughs> and my kicker one, I have Matt Prater. All right. Uh, <laughs> moving on, we are going to go through our playoff picks. Um, let's just let's go NFC. We'll give all of our division winners and wild cards, and then um, we'll do AFC. So NFC South, I went with the Saints to win the division. NFC North, I went with the Vikings. Sorry, Cannon and Jerry. NFC West, I went with the Rams. And NFC East, sorry me, I went with the Eagles. And then my three wild cards from the NFC are the Bucks, the Packers, and the 49ers. Uh, All righty. Um... Okay, that's interesting. Um, I had quite a different... Wait, sorry. Can... Well, who was your NFC East winner? Eagles. Okay. Um, and NFC West? Sorry. Rams. Rams. Okay. So my, I've got the same NFC East and West with Eagles and Rams, but I'm actually... I'm, I'm pivoting in the NFC North. I'm going with the Vikings. I, to literally, over... I literally picked the Vikings. fucking pay attention to be honest i didn't know we were doing wild cards so while you were talking i was put i was trying to figure out my wild cards (laughs) Um, i texted you and said pick your playoff team how many you think wild cards don't make the playoffs um but okay i did actually have it i i picked the bucks to win the nfc south and not the not the saints so we both Um, picked the vikings rams and eagles yeah, but I don't even have the Saints making the playoffs. I have oh, the God. Packers and the Wild. I have the Packers. I have the Packers and the 49ers like you, but I've got the Cardinals over the Saints. I I understand the pick. I don't I just uh, I don't know if three teams from that division are gonna make it. Um I guess they do, do get a couple of free wins from Seattle. Um all right. AFC, uh you can do your picks first here. Okay, I'm going with chalk in the east with the bills 
I am taking the Bengals in the North to re. Uh, I think yeah, repeat as champions there. No wait, they didn't win, did they? Um, yeah, they did. Uh, Bengals to repeat in the North. In the West, which should be a little wild, I'm going with the Chargers to make it out of the AFC West as champions. And then in the worst division in football in the South, I'm going with the Colts to win by default. Um. I had a lot of trouble with the wild cards because there's a lot of quality teams in the AFC, but I'm going to go with the dolphins who I think are on the rise and, and they they've got to make some noise this year. Um, I think they will. I'm going with the Raiders actually to Ooh. make the playoffs again. They've, they've, I've really liked their improvements and I'm going with the Denver Broncos. Whoa. So I'm, I'm, I'm leaving out the Kansas City Chiefs <laughs> uh, and the Baltimore Ravens for whatever that's worth. Okay. I don't – yeah, that's interesting. Um, AFC South, I went with the Colts as well. Uh, just seems like they're the most complete team in that division, and the Titans lost A.J. Brown. AFC – Wait, AFC North, I went with the Bengals. AFC West, I went with the Chiefs to win the division. And then AFC East, I went with the Bills. And then my three wild cards are the Chargers, the Dolphins, and the Ravens. I have the Ravens making the playoffs. Um, so r- the Raiders were kind of my team that I left out. Um, well, the Broncos. Dude, the I I'm I'm I don't get this Broncos high. I think they're going like nine and or yeah no sorry I think they're going like eight and nine. I mean they just went nine and eight. With Teddy Bridgewater. They blow. All right. <laughs> uh, Super Bowl predictions. Who is your Super Bowl champion and who do they win over? So in the NFC, I've got the Tampa Bay Bucks making it to the Super Bowl. Tom Brady back in the Super Bowl. Um, and he will not go out on top because he is going to take a loss to the Los Angeles Chargers. I've got the Chargers winning the Super Bowl. <laughs> Interesting. That would, I mean, that'd be fun. Justin Herbert getting his first ring. Um, I, you're probably not going to like this pick. I have the Chiefs going to the Super Bowl. <laughs> and I have them losing to give me that W Jameis Winston wins the Super Bowl as a <laughs> Are you serious? Yeah, I think the Saints have a good defense. I think they they have a lot of home playoff games to just kind of defend and Camaro their way. I think they're they finally have good receivers. And I just I don't know. I really like the Saints this year. I think they're a team of destiny. Um, yeah, and I think they beat the Chiefs in the Super Bowl. Who do I, I don't know if I told you to pick this or not, but um, if you had to pick an NFL MVP this year, who would your prediction be for that? Um, probably go Josh Allen. I'll just take the chalk. Uh, I went with Mahomes. I was between Herb, Herbert and Mahomes. But I went with Mahomes. See, I just I don't I don't know. I I think the Chiefs are going to take quite a bit a uh, step back. I don't, I don't necessarily believe that Kelsey is capable of dominating at his, his age. 
And without Tyree Kill, I think there's just going to be a bit of a reality check for that offense. And their division is so tough. And I, I really don't think their defense is anything special as well. So, I mean, I, I, I don't get me wrong. I love Mahomes and the Chiefs. They're going to put up numbers, but I think they're going to go like 10 and 7 and maybe miss the tie break to get in the playoffs. I will say they have a insanely difficult schedule. Um, yeah, it's like really, really bad. Um, so I really don't see them winning that division. And I don't even have to make the playoffs. I don't even have the Saints making the playoffs. So I really don't understand that <laughs> pick. Like We've never seen Jameis play winning football. And I, I don't have any reason to believe that's just going to turn around this year. And I, they're good on defense, but I, I just, they're not the 85 bears. So I don't, I don't really get those picks unless you're just kind of shooting in the dark. I know I've got the courage of my convictions. I mean, I just, I don't know. I think Mahomes is kind of going to prove all the haters wrong this year and have a really good season despite losing Tyreek. So, so what do you think about my chargers pick? I know I like the, I have them making the playoffs. That was like out of that division. Um, the Chargers was like, I'm not, I'm not leaving them out. I was gonna leave the Raiders. I had a hard time leaving the Raiders out too, because I do think they'll have a good season. But the Chargers and the Chiefs were the two. I'm like, they're making the playoffs. Um, even though I know that I don't think the chart have the Chargers made the playoffs with Herbert. I don't think they have. No. So I, I mean, on paper they just like Khalil Mack, J.C. Jackson. I think they picked up a linebacker. Like they should be insane. So like. I don't know. If they don't make the playoffs this year, they I mean I we could see Staley, we could see him bye-bye. Yeah. So, that was your week 1 and season preview wrap up. I am tired of talking about this stuff. I just want to see it happen. Tomorrow night, Bills Rams on NBC. Saturday we got Spencer Rattler coming to Donald W Reynolds and then Sunday we have 7 hours of commercial, commercial free, free football, two witching hours all commentated and hosted by Scott Hansen. The group text will be popping Cowboys and on Sunday night football taking on the Bucks and then the return of Russell Wilson to Seattle on Monday night. It is bound to be a glorious weekend of football, and I am going to watch every second of it. Um, we will be bringing you a new episode next week, recapping all of this action, all of the fantasy matchups, see who started 1-0, see who started 0-1, look at the waivers, and look forward to a reactionary week two. But week one is pivotal. Everyone wants to get a win this week, and we will see you guys next week. As always, Thank you for tuning in to the Showtime Fantasy Football Podcast. We may open up our Instagram for some mailbag questions as we get into the season. We want to hear what do you guys want to hear? What segments do you want? We are open to creativity and newness this year. But, uh, Trey, do you have anything else to add before we sign off tonight's episode? Nope. You put everything great, brother. All right. Thank you guys so much for tuning in and happy week one of the NFL. Later, y'all. Let's go.